0: It's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path,
1: off the beaten path. We're off, off. Oh, uh, hey guys. Hey.
2: Hey. There's a lot of...
1: Uh, there's a lot of irony going on with this particular episode, which I think we decided to do to a to fill in some time and and just have some fun and not think too much. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the irony of um, we're recording this the uh, day after the passing of uh, Stephen Sondheim. So right, uh, ninety one, right ninety
2: one. I mean, ninety one—an incredible life, a yeah. long, incredible Hell life. Yeah. And, um, almost shape, every shape. post i've seen about him has been like thank you that's oh, like yeah. sort of been the the sentiment is like thank you like yeah. you gave us so much and uh i've seen a lot of people posting very um and i don't mean to get shit eating or whatever but like <laughs> it, i have seen a lot of people posting as if they are the only person feeling anything about this mm-hmm. no yeah and i would like yeah, us all just, to realize yeah. that this person lives in all of us <laughs> um, yeah um whether we know it or not yeah um uh, and so, yeah. just
1: uh, one of the uh, one of the little i think tweets i read was just somebody going hey man thanks for doing it and thanks for raising the bar musically lyrically intellectually like all of his stuff was just striving for uh genius and he was a genius i mean he's an american icon who redefined and pushed the boundaries of a distinctly american genre and i think that that's you know it's it's time to celebrate and not mourn he was 91 like it's it, yeah yeah you know, good long I don't, life yeah I don't good long to, life.
2: and i think we just all need to move forward by honoring him the best we can by not making it a social media thing necessarily I, you know yeah, we all do our well posts put. of course well like yeah. that's we do that you, you do that that's an honor a way of honoring but not taking it too far and, and just allowing ourselves to moving forward when we produce his work when we perform his work um to do it with that little extra bit of honor and understanding of what you are a part of when you are performing those things because just like Shakespeare uh you know we it's easy to shit on Shakespeare because he's so uh, far gone but like just like anyone else who's at that level of um universality yeah he's just one of the best hey y'all what are your favorite what's your favorite Sondheim
1: I was, we talked a little bit about this pre-show and without thinking about it too much, it's Merrily, Merrily We Roll Along, Yeah. which is not, I wouldn't even try to argue that it's one of his better or stronger ones. It's just the one that kind of lands personally for me. I wasn't even in it. I was in college and I had to run Spotlight for my lighting credit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: um so I As saw, I saw, you know, whatever, 16, 20 performances of this show and and I just, it, it's charming, and I think it's personal for him uh, in terms of relationships that he had in real life, and, and there's a few songs in there that still stick with me, but yeah, Merrily We Roll Along is the one that, that popped into my head first.
0: I've probably spent the most time with Into the Woods, Um, studied it a lot for one of my um, like mythology to religion classes in college. And then we did it my junior year and it was a really good production. But the first thing that I thought about yesterday when I saw the post that he'd passed was a couple years ago when Elaine Stritch passed. And one of our friends, uh, Mark McLean Wilson, just tweeted in caps, "Another vodka stinger," <laughs> and that was that was like I didn't post anything yesterday. I was wandering around Six Flags yesterday, but like that was the first thing I thought about. And the song "The Ladies Who Lunch" is, yeah. I mean, even more it's one of your faves. Specifically, <laughs> like it, it's such a important song to me, and I love it so much.
2: And
0: oh yeah. What about you, Bailey?
2: Um, I I waffle between two of them, and I we did do a Sondheim mini series. It's it's three whole episodes, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big old mini series, but the problem with it is that we're recording it from inside the Broadwater in Hollywood, the studio. so it's it's got kind of a rough sound to it. I think I'm going to pitch in next season. We should do another revisit of Sondheim. I'm
1: sure. There. Sure. Yeah. And
2: like get more specific. With no. Oh God, what a slog that's going to yeah. be. Well, no, because what we what we were doing at that time in season one was we were just doing as much as we could. We were just trying to talk about right. as many things, right. but it'd be really fun to deep dive into three really specific ones oh,
1: or something. yeah. We did
0: specific yeah. ones for him though, didn't we? We did Company, Into the Woods, Assassins, and we touched and on West Side Story. Oh, we did and, Sweeney too. Sweeney too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah, I mean, we, we did like
2: six. It was a big bite to take. I thought yeah. we were starting
0: to hone in a little bit we were getting, more, getting there
2: right? that's in when the we areas. started to do it yeah but yeah. we were still just like okay but we have to okay, talk okay each this of us three pick hours.
1: three each of us pick three it's which like, is why oh, it's God. three hours
2: long it's a big it's a big old three, no, actually it's, it's like longer six, than it's that six it six is hours like six hours long. long each yeah. one was like two hours go back and listen to it but also like we should retackle it um I mm. in, in case you can't tell we're avoiding talking about our subject today um <laughs> I my favorites go it goes back and forth between Sunday in the park and can't beat it and assassins Which,
1: yeah can't
2: be. it sunday <laughs>
0: in the park with george bit in the musical we're going to talk about yeah.
2: that's right that's <laughs> I right it. I about sorry that. don't
0: mean to take away assassins no, we'll was there. one of my newest favorite new things i remember I us introducing new, it, you but... or
2: like you being introduced to that and like falling in love that's one of my favorite moments on the podcast is the like moment you found assassins oh yeah it. it's it's to me it's the it is perfect assassins is a perfect musical because it breaks every rule while also being so delightful and so um uncomfortable sometimes delightful mm. and uncomfortable are interesting words to set next to each other it's like but pen it 15
0: is. on hulu <laughs> it is it actually has a
2: lot of that yeah that mm. awkward comfort though i i'm i feel comfort in that awkwardness sometimes and um i really love it i actually i have a lot to say on assassins i might even just do an and stuff on assassins sometime because mm. um, I, I think it's also interesting to compare the uh when they brought it back the uh when they actually brought it to broadway they call it the revival but it will technically the first time i don't think it was on broadway i could be wrong oh so yeah think, there
1: there was some weirdness there
2: yeah, yeah so it was
1: like at uh because the original was like broadway at circle cast, in the square or something was not it? something like
2: that yeah and then so the original broadway cast has neil patrick harris and all those people but mm-hmm. it was in the 90s even though the musical had come out before then so or like late 90s early 2000s something like that so i think there's a lot oh it might have been like right after 9-11 because then they add in this song and oh god I, I i'll go for an hour if i get into it okay so um something just broke it's a really good song go listen to it on the album it's, it's really interesting but i also think it curbs what assassins is doing and so i would leave it out if i was producing it today anyway it's a really good musical sunday in the park um i understand people's qualms with the second act mm, mm-hmm. but i love it I love the second act. I mm-hmm. think it's it ties together everything that is set up in the first act without it having to tie together plot. It's not about plot. It's tying together thematic. It's tying together um, the statements about art that Sondheim wants to make and Lapine are trying to make, and it's and statements um, about
1: artists, artists, and, you know, yeah, uh,
2: and generational like gaps between the way we view art and like fame and like oh he's yeah. so good yeah he a legend we stand. yeah we stand. cheers yeah hey here, you're here. drinking
0: coke zero sugar that looks delicious it's
2: true and you know what i did mm-hmm. i poured a little bit of um thc tincture into Ooh. it no big deal i was just not having get, left not leftover getting high cookie, just getting just, feeling, just good. feeling it feeling it um, um yeah go ahead
0: uh, from well, I just wanted to bring this up for one minute because by the way, everyone, I hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving or gathering or maybe just a day off. Um
1: yeah, I, I but, thought you I just thought you said orgasming. Well that too.
0: Uh, yeah, listen, maybe you were flicking it all day on Thanksgiving. That is totally Somewhere. acceptable. Yeah. Um I personally never miss the Macy's Day Parade. And um one of the things that and and I'm kind of worried that I'm gonna get um murdered for this oh no but one Mm -hmm. of the musical performances they did was from the musical six which i i realize has been around for a couple years but Mm -hmm. i knew nothing about it and i am dying to see it
1: yeah (laughs) people love it uh, yeah i've heard nothing but great things and um the soundtrack it's about the wives right it's all about Mm -hmm.
0: henry the eighth's first six wives
1: Yeah.
2: yeah yeah And As why, a pop, what concert. is the murder? What's the murder? Who's going to murder for that? That sounds great.
0: Oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I just don't know anything about it. And I saw one number in the oh, Macy's I Day see. Parade, You were just so about maybe it's maybe, the maybe it's trash, and people and, would be like, mm-hmm. "No, I've heard, no, or, I've
1: heard nothing but good things. I just yeah. haven't gotten to it yet." All right, and all I right. guess that there's because uh, it's got like kind of a long history, and I guess there's some. Oh, there's kind of a there's like two or three versions of uh, cast recording before the final one. I don't oh. know. I might be entirely wrong on that. I, anyway, I I just I need to sit down and listen to the whole thing and, and do that. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we want I've heard it's basically
2: just um, nine the musical, but uh-huh. minus three.
0: No, I did. Okay, that's yeah, good. That's I a did nine different... in college, so maybe I know
1: six better than I think. Just watch eight and a half. You don't need to. <laughs> c9 or i i was in nine, nine you but, yeah well i'm just telling you it's okay <laughs> my joke was hilarious <laughs> it's
2: fine um okay so it was fine
1: it was fine it was it was it was
2: fine I, that's at least three comedy points welcome to theater theater <laughs> the theater podcast for theater nerds made by three theater makers from the la theater scene i'm jay bailey bircham
1: I'm CJ Merriman.
2: And I'm Scott Leggett. That's right, and normally we discuss, debate, and disseminate the works of great playwrights and spotlight the L.A. theater scene, but we're not doing that right now. We're doing some bonus episodes. So this is another rendition of theater, theater, and stuff. And we are covering today Bailey's Choice. I chose this Speaking because of English it was your choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did choose this. And I think the reason was because I just really wanted a reason to watch it. But I knew I wouldn't sit down and watch it unless it was with y'all.
0: It's yeah. not for that. It's not to watch it by yourself. Correct.
2: So I went over to Scott's with CJ and we watched this movie. It's called Diana the musical uh celebrating a life unlike any other is the tagline um we'll debate that we'll discuss it uh maybe it is unlike any other uh but You no, know, we should. I don't also know why say... I chose it. I'm sorry. i really apologize, but no, actually, no, I have no Part it of it is fun. to roll
1: the dice. What, yeah. And we should say too that CJ and I had already seen it because right. we had, we'd gone over to a, another, which princess. I didn't know
2: until we were watching it. To be no, fair. you didn't
1: know, and because yeah. it was just such a random thing. And it was, you know, it was like, oh, let's put on this this crappy thing and watch it. And you're just sort of aghast, and then it just sort of fades away, like air or like you know smoke (laughs) i just Mm. noticed that both sit
0: downs for me the company i was in we talked through 75 percent of it
2: oh yeah we did but you know i was zoning into it for like large chunks where i was like even when y'all would be talking sometimes i would kind of zone in to be like okay i'm gonna try and like find (laughs) something i care about or like try to find something that hooks me or like try to find a chorus that stays in my ear for longer than three seconds. Like yeah. you said, all of the music is smoke. Oh, okay. Snap we'll get into click, it. Um, snap click. Before we get into it <laughs> though, I do Scott, do you have any history on me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I I to be to be fair, you know, I I spend normally I spend significant time on, on these notes and, and prepping for this. Uh Today I did not. I just yeah. sort of. uh yeah, is uh, ten minutes. Diana is
2: a musical. Do we want to? Do you want the? Do you want your stinger? Because it's a hot ass stinger.
1: We should do the stinger. Scottpedia. Diana is a musical with music and lyrics by David Bryan <laughs> and Joe DiPietro, and a book by DiP- DiPietro based on the life of Diana, Princess of Wales. The production was directed by Christopher Ashley with choreography by Kelly Devine, who's like an Olivier award-winning choreographer. The The choreo's
2: good, let's be clear. It just doesn't fit the show. Okay, move on. Okay. Um, It's good. It's just not right.
1: Mm, But she had like done Rock of Ages and
2: Rocky. (laughs) Right, right, which that's what this looked like. It's like people being like, we're jazzercising. And I'm like, stop. (laughs) Not the right tone. But they did it, right? They sure uh, did.
1: But uh, David Bryan is an American musician and songwriter. He's probably best known as the keyboard player for the band Bon Jovi. And oh, Joe yeah. Joe DiPietro is an American playwright, lyricist, and author. He somehow won a Tony, but I may have to give it back now uh, for Memphis. <laughs> no, does this win him a negative Tony? <laughs> I, th- I mean, negative Tony.
2: <laughs> um. So, an Antony,
1: <laughs> an Antony, well Antony,
0: ten comedy points.
1: Uh, so yeah, so so basically, like, uh, uh, and Scott here, because we can just start getting into it. I I think it, you know, what it was is that there we I think we were all hoping that it was just going to be bad in a campy kind of way, and it's it's not it's it's bad in that it's not about anything it's it's not really about anything it's sort of these bullet points of diana this woman who existed and was you know born wealthy and into royal society and married a guy and it didn't go well. And, and like, but it's, we never get to know her. We don't really get to know any of her insights of of any of her pain. And the music is just nothing. It's, it's, it's all, it all feels like it's just ripping other stuff off. And we talked about that.
0: Well, I was going to say the internet, I, I was looking shit up about like, how can we explain this to people? And the internet said, Diana, the musical tells a story Of one of the most beloved women of modern times. Engaged to a prince she barely knows, 19 year old Diana Spencer is thrust onto the world stage and overnight becomes the most famous in the world. But here's how I felt about it CJ's Breakdown. The musical that no one needed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if you'd like. A well-written, intriguing view of Diana, her personal issues, her fraught marriage, the love triangle, rhombus, pentagon, and how weird the royal family was with her. Watch the crown.
2: <laughs> That's
1: right. Yeah, it's so true. Like, <laughs> and like, I'm a big crown
0: fan, though, so. Sure. Well, but the
2: crown is allowed to get dirt under its fingernails, even though it's not being too horrifyingly like, the royal... Royalty is horrible. Like, that's not the point of the crown, right? Right. But it is allowed to be a little bit straight up, right? Yeah. 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 Um, But it's not anti-monarchy necessarily.
0: No, No, but I am interested how they're going to do these later years, to be quite honest. But they do
1: allow those opinions to be, you know, expressed throughout the show. You know, it's not... Uh, I mean, I've heard, you know, there's all kinds of criticisms about license they take and what license they take when on the crown. But ultimately, it's compelling.
2: Yeah. And this whole musical feels like it's afraid to say anything at perfectly all. Perfectly right. Negative or good.
1: That is perfectly expressed, Bailey. It is afraid of anything. And so it becomes nothing. And, you know, that's the sad part is, you know, I mean, we, we had talked, uh, Bailey, I don't know if you were there or not, but we, we CJ and, and I had talked and just the idea that, and I want to be careful. I don't want people to come after me, but she wasn't an especially interesting person. She, her, right. the, the miracle or the, the thing about her was that she turned her fame and started doing some good with it. You know, but even like some of that gets expressed in a really kind of clumsy, funky way in the show. But that was her thing is that she she took this success and and did something with it. And she kind of stood up to and just had had enough of the bullshit. And but you don't get to really know anything. You don't really get to feel any of the insights. of that.
0: Right. Well, and I know we talked about, like, while we were watching it, one of the ways that this could be told with this script is is if it's 100% farce. Like, if everyone right. is like winking at the audience the whole time. The other thing that I thought that's kind of complicated about it is it's really hard to feel bad for someone that even before she married him, she was a rich girl. She had everything. She was Lady Diana. Yeah, and I mean, before any of that happened too, it's like you kind of, they make it all about the fucked up marriage and him being with Camilla and her being with the shirtless horse riding guy. Um, And (laughs) It's, I think so many people would be like,
1: the shirtless horse riding (laughs) guy. Right. If
0: if you're so unhappy, like, get get out of the damn marriage. And something that I think the crown does well, that again, because they don't put dirt underneath the fingernails, is all the pressure that's put on... Both the men and the women in this family that it's like, you have to appear perfect. Yeah. Mm. You have, you have, you don't have a choice. You have to stay together and here's why. Yeah. And it's just, it just seems like they're kind of just fucking around on each other, but still staying in the marriage anyway. I don't know.
1: Oh, that's right. exactly what it was. I mean, exactly. right? like, yeah. you know, and, and see that. And then it be it, beca- it does a disservice to. The other people, and I say people, not characters, but the people's stories. Camilla's story is fascinating. Charles' story is fascinating. And the crown finds a little bit more balance in that, that right. these two people aren't allowed to get together because of rules A, B, and C that whatever. And, you know, and that just creates suffering, you know, for for all of these people except for the queen and i don't think she's well represented i think the perform no. the performance is Which okay judy k
0: she played yeah. the queen she's and barbara and the, cartland she's right. not good yeah
1: oh i think Poor she's judy okay Kay. in it i think that the i think that it's just so horribly written
0: i have one performance i enjoyed in this and we've yeah. already discussed it uh, i want
2: to go back to the farce idea real quick yes, because yes. what we kept saying was is this farce was like the question we started out with because it's silly it's mm-hmm. big and musical theatery and West Endy for some reason. It has that like weird kind of West End vibe of like being a little too much, um, which I guess Broadway does too. I don't know what I'm talking about. All theater's trash. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, big,
1: big commercial theater like that. Sure, West End, yeah, and
2: Broadway, and you know, yeah, right. Absolutely, and absolutely. like way too much money. Where like you pointed out a few times, CJ, like a giant like toll booth comes up or what, or like, uh, you know, a, um, a phone, booth. A phone, phone booth, booth comes up and then we never see it again, but it's like a giant prop giant set piece. That probably doesn't me mean it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like, right.
2: And it's just sort of like, uh, that that's like really hard to watch. But then if it was a farce, you're right. That would all sort of work. Mm-hmm. But this, I don't think should have been a farce. I think it's, irresponsible to make this story a farce so when we were watching it or a musical musical at all (laughs) exactly I mean I think musicals are inherently kind of farcical right I mean yeah for sure even the more serious ones there's you're still like singing at each other yeah
1: breaking into song but I think you could have potentially done a a modern opera or operetta with with that story and yes done some serious analysis of media, okay. which, okay.
2: So media. So this, this brings <laughs> in, cause the paparazzi <laughs> is a crack. huge part of it. Snap, click, snap, click, snap, crackle all trench pop, code, snap, click, snap, all crackle, crackle pop, trench coats um, with
1: the fedoras. Like they're from the 1930s or something. It's
2: now ridiculous. this is the part that is interesting because yes, an operetta slash, you know, like media kind of, you know, like there is a version of this that could have been done. There is an Evita, version of this mm, yeah. that could have worked. And you see and feel moments of them trying to hit you like Avita does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Avita is, first of all, it's Tim Rice and um, Weber, Weber yeah. uh, doing some pretty profound uh, theme work there, right? Sure. Um, so already, you're kind of competing with that. There is not one single song or theme or moment that I can remember or remembered in the moment. The second it played, I went, what? I don't remember that. If if I had, you know, <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen with all of its problems, I remember every fricking song. And that's part of partly because it's everywhere, but also be, like I walked out of that show, I walked out of that movie singing the songs. The music editor, yeah, Evan
0: Hansen. For I sure. can't
2: remember. All I remember is snap click, snap click, and I don't even know if that was it. And the words well, came the,
0: pouring out. Yeah, the, the
2: one the song that's clearly a
1: Pete Townsend, uh, you know, who Pete era. Townsend ripoff. So you're so right. A so then on, there the we literally Tommy turned moments. and I'm like, this, this is absolutely yes. the same thing.
2: And yes, it's, a, it's, it's the best song to, in the show. And it's the best song in the is. show. It is. That is, we did say that when we were sitting there. We were like, this is the best it's been because it does sound like Pete Townsend. It sounds like they're trying to do a Tommy moment just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it sort of works. It also has vibes of, but doesn't get there, a musical I love called Blood Brothers. Oh, that yeah. That is very British but it's 80s and it's got this like sax kind of synth, synth score, score and, it's yeah, and, it's, and it's it's really good people don't it's, like it's, it cuz it's dated musically but i think now but, it's
1: time it would be good for- for a retro it would be production. a good time to, to yeah, yes 30 or 40 all years right. all it also right. has a lot back to around. say Let's right and a it's a quarter of a million class. dollars and yeah yeah i like exactly blood and it
2: would really work blood brothers is phenomenal it's about for anyone who doesn't know you should go look it up and listen to the music because it's great but it's about uh, a woman who is having twins but she can't afford To take care of both of them, and the woman that she is a housekeeper for, she goes to her this really rich woman, and she says, "I can't afford to take care of these two children. Will you please take one of my children and and take care of him, or or at least uh, give me more money or do something?" And the woman says, "Well, I can't have children, so this is perfect. I'll take one of your babies." And the woman's like, "I don't know if I can give up my baby," and she's like, "Yeah, I'll I'll take her. Uh, I'll take him." Takes the baby but then says, but they can never know that they're <gasps> brothers or ever see each it's other. Like Prince or Prince and the
0: Pauper or something. Kind of, yeah, it is, yeah. And
2: he's like, I will, or I, uh, because I'm very superstitious and I believe that they will die the moment that they find out that they are. And the poor woman's like, oh no, I don't want my children to die. So she like moves away huh. and like takes care of her kid and then the rich kid and then the two become friends, but one of them is rich and one of them is poor. And it's this, it's a phenomenal musical that sounds very simple and like like you said Scott like it kind of works in or CJ whoever said Prince in the Popper like it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a tale we've uh, we've told a thousand times but right. the way it's done and the music and the parts in it there's so many good parts uh anyway check it out but this musical Diana is never It never quite hits any of the notes that Mm -mm. those three musicals hit. Right. And yet is always sort of homaging them and trying to do Evita and trying to. But the reason why Evita is interesting is because she lived a very intense journey of what a lot of people would call like sleeping her way up the ladder. Sure. Right. And that's how the musical very much portrays her, even though it, it, it heroinizes her. She's also she's a, she's a she's a powerful woman using her sexuality. Yeah. Argentina doesn't like that portrayal of her no,
0: no. Um, you think they'd like wouldn't like the fact that sh- they were rich on Nazi gold but right. You know, whatever <laughs> right yeah,
2: and so that's the other thing but like that's an interesting musical because it's it's someone who maybe people didn't know of before so much outside of South America, but also like who is a troublesome character. She, you know what I mean? Like she herself has layers. Diana, I don't know. Well, like I don't I, know that you, I mean...
1: you you just hit the ha- uh, the hammer on the nail of the head
2: and nail on the hammer of the hell. <laughs> yeah, of the nail of the monkey.
1: We all know so much about her, about Diana. That's part of the problem. Not, yeah. not just the crown, but just you know. All she was it. in
2: the limelight constantly. I mean, media—that was the whole thing, yeah. right? She was and
0: always. And she was such a kid. Like she was nineteen when she became. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so you know, and CJ, one of the first things you brought up after we watched it was like they don't mention her eating disorder, they don't mention you know right. her depression. Really? I mean, she's kind of sad for a moment they, or two. Yeah,
2: they like reference it in passing where she's like, and sometimes I'm sad. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Good they, job, yeah, everybody. But they, it, it right. Doesn't... They diminish all of the things that are real about her to try to make sure, like we said at the beginning, because they're afraid. They're afraid of pissing somebody off. Or taking a like, point of view. Don't do it.
1: They have, you have to have a point of view. Yeah. Yeah. B-O-V-E. B-O-V. I
0: wanted to make sure we didn't miss the great point that you brought up. What? And when they started talking about her um, charity work with the AIDS Foundation and everything, the scene that they covered that—that that oh, when well, she of goes to life. visit oh the God. AIDS hospital. I, I just God wanted to make sure that. you talked about that Bailey because you made some good points that I didn't even think about when I I'm watched sh- it the first time. Remind
2: me if there were more points because I was like going off during that whole thing. But what I remember from that scene is that she goes to like. Sp- Speak with a group of men who are like an a- who are an AIDS group, or are they at a hospital. Or... I got the sense that she... they
0: were like at a hospice care or at a hospital. Yeah, okay. she was intentionally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and in real life, it's like just the real story is cooler. Like at that point, no public figure had ever been seen or photographed with an AIDS patient or gone to an AIDS facility. Right. And she was the first one to go, no, I'm, I'm going to go. And right. they, they vaguely try and, and, you know, give it some profundity, but it go ahead, Bailey. Cause you're, you're just,
2: Tammy knows. Faye Baker was doing a better job of all this. So, <laughs> um, no uh, but I will, <laughs> I, yeah, it it was just interesting because all of the chorus men come up to play these roles And they actually sing a really nice song, and it's this really high tenor part for one of the guys, and it's really great. But all of them, first of all, okay, the first thing that struck me was not, it wasn't all just homosexual men going through the AIDS crisis. Right. So it's interesting that it's like this group of,
0: it's the gay disease.
2: Right. So it's already weird that they like wouldn't be like, okay, but there were people who got it from needle use. They're from other, from Most sex. The photo other ops things. It were in all... Africa. Right, right, right. That's true. But so, yeah, but then, so there's, there's a weirdness to that, that already. And then the second part of it is all of the dudes' mannerisms, all of a sudden, they're playing it real effeminate.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
2: like, you know, the hand, hand flop kind of stuff where you're just like, ooh.
0: We're Why? out of eyeliner.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And some of the lines were just really pointedly yeah. just like, let's make sure they know they're gay. Let's <laughs> really make sure they know that these men are gay. And I'm like, we we get it. Like, we don't need to. And also, like, we don't even need to reference any of that because they, they did actually kind of a good job of not really telling us where we were for a little bit. It comes out sort of in the song, right? Where they're like, sure. and we have this disease or whatever. And why are you getting so close to us or whatever? And it's like, oh, she's with AIDS patients. But actually, I knew right away what they were doing because of the way they played it. And it right. was just like, you don't need to do this for us. So I was offended before it even got to telling us what where we were. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which
0: I'm sure they think that they're just knocking it out of the park on that. Or they thought they were going to. Like right. Like the writers. It doesn't I mean.
2: work.
1: It doesn't work. Um. Uh, there was a great uh, quote by the from the Guardian in their review of Diana. If it was a deliberate
2: satire, it would be genius, ah. but it's not. But even <laughs> but I actually disagree with that because even then it doesn't, it doesn't, like, it doesn't do anything. By the no, end of doesn't... the thing, it hasn't said anything. It hasn't done anything. It hasn't, and I think with satire. I have to have a moment, and obviously because it wasn't on purpose, I agree, but I don't even think this would be genius as satire. I just think we would all be saying the same shit. It's no, 12% if, on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way.
1: Yeah, and and it, it would be, um, yeah, because it would be offensive because if you went and did a satire of this woman's life, then yeah. that becomes... Not everything is good subject matter for, right. for a musical, and I think that... Those that, like our time going back to Assassins, that's a crazy, crazy fucking premise. Sweeney Todd is a crazy, crazy fucking premise for a musical. Yeah. But then you find the layers, you find the depth, you find the hook to get into it, and this just doesn't. It's bright lights, like cheesy Broadway musical from the beginning, and I'm like, right. to what end? To well, what and
2: end? I could have been okay with... Them not trying to ever give any gravitas and going for full whimsical musical theater. Like if they had even done that. But they're not even doing that. They're not choosing anything. It goes from a um, stop in the name of love 80s dance number type thing Mm -hmm. to to like her like sitting in a room talking really seriously with somebody. But not even serious. They never even get serious. It never gets serious. It's all it tries to have gravitas without getting serious, which is even a bigger misstep. Right. So it's like, just choose one. And so I'm pinching myself, this whole fucking movie, like hurting myself, being like, what? That's what's happening? That's, am I awake? Yeah. Am I here at Scott's apartment watching this fucking movie right now? This doesn't exist,
0: Um does. Oh, I mentioned it earlier, I just have to say, they do a Sunday in the park with George costume trick On stage. (laughs) Bernadette walking out of the dress. Diana walks into a dress Uh, on stage.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm not convinced that's what happened though. I need to rewatch it.
0: Yeah, well yeah, that was another part we were talking through. But I think I remember it the first time I saw it. Yeah.
2: I yeah, I gotta I gotta rewatch that part because I was like, I don't even think it's as cool as that. (laughs) (laughs) I think she had something else on and like pulled the top off well but that was, it was another behind costume the dress change.
1: well and should... then there's that one <laughs> there's a about? lot of energy it, i need to rewatch uh, that. I put into costume changes in a an lot. interesting way there's a that whole weren't number of her
2: doing a america's got talent quick change routine where you're just like okay yeah all right good job she did it yeah
0: um i just want to say and we've mentioned it briefly but the one performance in the show that i enjoyed was the the actor's name is nathan lucrezio lucrezio uh-huh.
1: okay.
0: he played andrew morton that was the guy right. that wrote her biography and that was oh, the one yeah, song yeah,
2: yeah. with the, the
0: typewriter uh, choreography he's
2: good the
1: words he was good pouring
2: out he had good he, that was an ensemble member that <laughs> That then would pop up, for po- popped up only for that role and then never mm-hmm. showed back up again. And I was mm-hmm. just like, well, fuck, that should have been, the whole thing should have been from that perspective of the guy writing her biography or something. I don't know. She, right. He was really good.
1: He was good. Yeah, he was good. And
2: that was the best song. You're right. That was the mm-hmm. best song of the whole thing. Um, and I think he was actually using that typewriter, which is kind of rad. Yeah, he was doing the, the, yeah. the
1: rhythmic uh, percuss- percussive. Something we didn't
2: say on Barton Fink is that John Turturro uh actually went to school to learn how to use the typewriter for Barton Fink.
0: I love that. Right. Like,
2: went and got the certification uh, and whatever, awesome. which is rad. Also, I'm really mad at myself. I listened to Barton Fink, and I was going, "What? why didn't we talk more about the fact that John Goodman and John Torturo are in fucking, um, well, Lebowski, but uh, O'Brother oh, were together.
1: I didn't and, even... Th- well... And then they each do other. They each do other
2: Coens. No, yeah, of course, but together. Together, together. wherever they are. Putting it
0: together. Bit by bit.
2: (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's do a quick performance review. Oh wait, real quick, Christopher Ashley, who is uh, has a Tony Award for his direction of Come From Away. Uh, People really loved Come From Away. Uh, My dear friend Teddy. Uh, Trice, who was uh, did a artist spotlight with us yeah. about a year ago, he is uh, on the Melbourne or no the Australia tour right now. Cool um, of that. So it's it's supposed to be fantastic. Uh, he also works at La Jolla. Is that correct? He's the
1: artistic director at La Jolla Playhouse, which is awesome. Where awesome. Diana originated and it did its its initial run there, and he's done oh. like he's I mean he the dude's done a lot, but. I just thought that well, direction
2: was but. The direction was but. I'm sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> it was rough. Uh, the direction is really rough, and I think it's partly because the show is really terrible, and it, he kind of maybe did it to the best of its ability. Um, but because he also, becomes,
1: the set design makes everything linear, so yeah. the direction becomes linear, the choreography becomes linear, the music is certainly linear.
2: We should also be clear: the reason he gets this job, I mean, Come From Away is is. Um, is recent and whatever, but he also did like the original Freaky Friday musical mm. at La Jolla, which I think then went to Broadway, but then he did um, escape to Margaritaville, the musical on Broadway, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is very these vibes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then he did Xanadu on Broadway. All right. Uh, he does get a drama desk award nomination for leap of faith on Broadway. Um He directed Memphis.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Got a
2: nomination for that. He directed uh Rocky Horror when it was on Broadway. Uh other things like this. But and we'll talk about Memphis again in a second because we have things to say. Uh Joe Di Pietro, who wrote the book, also wrote Memphis. Yes. Uh which I fucking hate. I know people love that musical. I watched it on Broadway HD and I was like, I hate Everyone who likes this musical. That's not true. <laughs> Cut that out. Put that out. I don't hate that. I don't Triple hate it. them. I'm Triple
0: unfamiliar it. with Memphis, so.
2: Try to watch it and see if you make it halfway through. Um, okay. But <laughs> I do like Ernest Shackleton Loves Me, which is a really interesting musical that he wrote uh, that everyone should check out. Anyway, uh, Hint, Memphis I love is, you.
1: You're
0: perfect oh, now change.
2: Yeah. Is that him as well? Yeah. yeah I love exactly you. That, you're perfect yeah. now change is um, fantastic. Now, Joe DiPietro, uh, I've walked his dog.
1: yeah that's right that's right uh
2: that's a weird thing uh but i did do that
0: Uh, the people we work
1: for living in los angeles
2: yeah Yeah. i think he also wrote the toxic avenger musical but i could be wrong
1: i think he did with uh with what's his name uh yeah i think they teamed up for that too which is kind of good it's fun and but it has a point of view and it has and it's a it's allowed to be campy and it's allowed to be fun and and Diana was just never going to be allowed to be fun in any way. There's no yeah. fun in it; it's just like air or smoke, and and that's the biggest problem with it. It's just nothing.
2: Yeah, and he pops up in the um, "Greetings from Tromaville" uh, documentary, which is oh, the sure. uh, doc on uh, Lloyd Kaufman and the Troma Troma movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, okay, so let's do a performance review. Y'all down? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, man, it's a, like so. you,
1: you I like we were talking there's there's some funny moments where you can see the chorus and they're doing this Weird awkward choreography, and then you can just see them all kind of go off stage and they all just physically lose the, it's the one you know it's theater one oh one you know hold the energy all the way off stage so you're off stage, but you can just tell them they're like thank God we're getting a Broadway fucking paycheck for this bullshit cause like I would audition
0: right. the for this musical, no problem, Sure, sure, I'd be crying all the way to the bank, yeah,
2: no, <laughs> you wouldn't you would audition for this musical, hell yeah, no. <laughs> no, we're fighting. Okay. Uh, Gianna DeWall, or Gina, I think it's Gianna, Gianna, Gianna DeWall, plays Princess Diana, pass or fail?
1: It, it See, a lot of these are going to be really hard because the, the material makes it unpassable. I mean, True. I,
2: she's... Uh, She's she does not inhabit so
0: seriously, yes.
2: and she does not inhabit Diana, nor any character in any way, shape or form. She has a pretty voice.
1: she has a pretty voice. i I would give her a uh, soft did not participate (laughs) or or she did no acting required required. yeah it's yeah so over participatory a a soft fail but she she wasn't going to be able
0: nobody would have been able to succeed she gets a turn it down a notch Anne Hathaway
2: Uh, there you go there you go
1: she gets that far though
2: oh wow no Uh, yeah because she's not doing a full because at least Anne Hathaway is like putting her dick on the table. <laughs> this woman is not. I okay? mean, th- that's the thing. Which I'd that... rather watch somebody put their dick on the table any day than just like <laughs> flop around like a fish. Um, No offense, Gianna DeWall. Uh, actually, take offense too. I don't care. Uh, yeah. Prince Charles, played by Roe Hartramp. Uh,
0: a fail for that name. It's a fail
1: because it's just... It, Another again, pretty voice. He's got a good voice and, you know, he's trying to... You know, he's trying, he's trying, he's trying. I'll say that. So soft fail with, with good effort. Yeah. yeah
0: I'm going to just give him a fail. Like, I don't even, rem- I remember the only thing I remember about him is his hair kind of looks like Charles's hair. Yeah. That's all I don't, sure. I'm going to give him just a plain old fail.
2: Yeah. I feel like he has had like a nice little, um, uh, Broadway career. He's done uh, stuff, yeah. He's done some stuff. He's had some, he's been on some shows, Emily in Paris, to name one. Yeah, uh, kind of interesting. Okay, uh, Camilla, Aaron Davey.
1: She gets a pass for me. She was the one soft that I was like, uh, I yeah, it's a soft pass. Gentleman's but pass. But she's trying to <laughs> a gentleman's pass. But okay. she's she's trying, and you can see a very talented, smart performer just trying to find you know simple truths in each of her scenes and all of her songs um and and she's she's charming and holds the stage well when she has her moments
2: yeah i know her from the um gray gardens soundtrack okay she was little Edie uh, in that fun. original okay.
1: Grey right. fun. Okay.
2: yeah which i like i actually like that music. yeah um uh okay yeah i soft pass for me i think she does all right for how bad the writing is but camilla is the only one that they give any sort of like villainness to and even so it's completely neutered yeah um judy k fail hard fail as queen elizabeth even harder fail. fail as barbara cartland in my opinion fail yeah deep fail uh okay uh Andrew Parker Bowles, aka Ensemble, uh, played by Zach Adkins. We're not going to do him because was I that can't shirtless horse that guy? No, I think
1: it's no shirtless horse. Her... Shirtless I'm horse find guy was
2: somebody else. I'm going to find <laughs> him. James Hewitt was his James name. Hewitt. Gareth Keegan, pass or fail on Gareth Keegan. Hell. I will never pass anybody named Gareth. What a fucking fail. <laughs> What it's, a horrible performance. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, Gareth. We're being horrible, guys. We're being really terrible. But it's I'm just, sorry,
1: but... It's it's infuriating. Being in a, where we are all at right now yeah. in California and in L.A. theater and watching the struggle for money and the, the necessity for money, and this just gets a shitload of money to waste people's time. I, I literally know... Half a dozen people off the top of my head that that have given half that amount of money, and a third of that you know energy would have produced something, things much more significant and entertaining. Yeah, just more entertaining. And I, yeah, go ahead, keep going. <laughs>
2: what about Nathan Lucrezio as uh, Morton? Those, oh yeah, right? yeah like, only, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we like he he's great. a hardcore pass. pass. Yeah, a pass uh, so. He was he was uh, like in Frozen on Broadway um in the original cast he was the opening chanter he did like the opening song to frozen which is rad so that means he he's got a phenomenal voice and he did he was incredible in this uh he also is a he's in the show smash on the show smash but he's just a dancer he never has lines or anything like that but it's cool to see somebody you know uh working their way up Cool, really, yeah, really great. Uh, okay. The only other person I think is worth bringing up is Bruce Dow. He plays Paul Burrell.
0: Is he the cellist?
2: He's yes, the, and, the, and ch- Diana's the assistant. Uh, I, oh,
0: he had the fuck the fuck you dress on the fuck, no, fuckity I, dress,
2: feckity, fail, fickity, fick, fick. Uh, Excuse me, they are a non-binary actor uh, who uh, is best known for their work on Broadway, at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival of Canada, and in Toronto and Washington, D.C., also on shows such as uh, voiceover Total Drama Island, Thomas and Friends, and Redwall. Pretty cool. Uh, We love them. Okay, so what else? Who else? Also, fail. Um, <laughs> <My> <laughs> there's last... really no one uh, else. Yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. Then
1: you have the chorus folks and all that, and who are fine. They're the fine. guy that
0: got the leading solo uh, when she's visiting the patients at the AIDS clinic.
1: Oh yeah, the young, he would, young, he would, young, sure. young younger dude. Yeah, he's he he saying sure. he his ass off. That was saying he's saying his ass off, and and then he's in later scenes too. Yeah, yeah. He, I'd like to see him have an opportunity to do more. Um, yeah, the yeah. the
0: last big note I had for this show, which I guess it was the the terrible cherry on top of the terrible Sunday, but you have the ending, which because I I had the same question that you did, Bailey, what, the first time I watched it of like, are they going to actually do the car? R-? Like, what? Are, how are they handling the end of her life? Are they mm-hmm. going to handle it? Mm-hmm. And I feel like. I mean, they were de- they definitely thought they were the most brilliant geniuses when they had that long cross upstage <laughs> to the oh, paparazzi did- lights slowing down.
1: Yeah, yeah. But then
0: they have this fucking tag ending where Charles comes out and talks about how awesome she was. And they sing eight more bars and it's the end of the show. The <laughs> tag ending, I was like, get the fuck out of here. The,
2: before the tag ending, I was like, oh, that's a... Was kind of a nice little final moment of the show and then yeah. they chose to come to the edge of the stage and be like and this is what this we... story was about I'm like, Great. we
0: sold her dresses and it made this much money for people,
2: for I, got, people. I got really I'll tell more. you who though for paws for paws ones for paws I got really
1: morbid and I'm like I just kind of wanted just like buckets of blood to just it should of, have been a carry just ring it. like just just gotten Shit. really weird and dark with it I would have been Evil Dead the musical style just uh, yeah. like spray the audience now let's reaper Z- madness zombie Diana the zombie there's a musical but that, but at least be intru- too soon alright um <laughs> I have, a fi- I have a final quote from uh, Jesse Green at the New York Times in, in his review, and, and this okay. sums it up for me perfectly. If you care about Diana as a human being or dignity as a concept, you will find this treatment of her life both aesthetically and morally mortifying. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I was like, but that's my truth too, like yeah. that's my truth too. It, I mean, my initial reaction after we'd watched it the first time was that it was there, it was about nothing. It wasn't even yeah. about her as a person. It was just a name stuck on a series of songs that were, you know, vaguely tied to some thing, real thing. And none of it worked. None it of it worked. It
2: feels a bit like, besides the budget and the whatever, like the script and the music feels a bit like homework. That Pietro was assigned, yeah, and then, but then he only used like Google and like Wikipedia to like research it, yes, and then was like, yeah, this sucks. I don't. I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna get a B. I'm gonna get a B. I'm gonna uh, do the I'm work be, and and I'm gonna move forward <sighs> here, here with my go. life. And instead, Netflix bought it, and now it's like the. A huge laughing stock. It's like it's like it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know that this. I don't know why this is the first thing that Netflix chose to buy. It's and put playing
0: on in New York.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, right it's on now. Broadway. Yeah. It's on fucking Broadway. But Netflix bought it. They own this this Wait. this theater now. They're gonna start doing this now. This is their new thing. Is like let's compete with Disney Plus. Let's compete with Hamilton. Let's yeah. Put they up were like this is, all is gonna this be shit.
0: our Hamilton.
2: I don't mean they to vir- thought this was gonna be their. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean I to
0: virtue
1: signal. Um. But it was it was it was your comment, CJ, signal away about the that they skip over the eating disorder and they skip over her depression and all that that, you know, these two kind of rock Broadway dudes who wrote like it would have been really cool if they would have allowed a woman to come in and try and tell this story. <laughs> and then I think cool. we would have gotten something interesting, yeah. just a really great, <laughs> you know, I mean. I don't know how interesting Novel idea What? Um, But yeah, I think in particular this story would have benefited from having, having a woman's voice behind it
0: Well, I think that's why men wrote it because I think female writers were like you know what? We don't need this musical.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, like, that's probably true. They probably went sound, through a sound. bunch of writers, and all of them were like, "Why would I do that? That sounds awful." And finally, two guys who needed some money were like, "Yeah." Well, and
0: there's there's so many out there now because there is the crown, but there's this, and now Kristen Stewart did one, and isn't Spencer. there also, isn't there also Spencer. a documentary that's out there right now? Well, too? There's
1: 900 documentaries about.
0: It. I mean, it's I I they're cashing.
2: There's well, documentary and then, and then, with then, her relationship with Notorious B.I.G. Um, uh, like whether it might've been like, did Suge Knight kill them both? Or like, was it like did Tupac have something to do with it? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a really good doc and you should, uh, uh,
1: then, you know, <laughs> of course, any, any time anything happens with William or Harry, then, you know, then it, it all seems to get brought up again and the crown brought it back up again. And, well, eh. and it's
0: also just like. Especially with all the shit we found out in the last couple years about how they're treating Meghan. And I mean, you know, just.
2: Do you think there'll be a Meghan Markle musical? (sighs) Meghan Markle musical? Meghan Markle musical. Meghan Markle! Exclamation
0: point. The musical. For
2: alliteration, you would leave out the, so it would just be Meghan Markle Markle, musical.
0: triple M,
2: yeah,
0: but triple yeah, m i mean it's like i it, it kind of made me i mean not that any of this shit is surprising to hear that the royal family is racist and has a problem with people not being white
2: yeah we've known like, while.
0: it makes me want i mean like i i now like with the crown i'm like how are they gonna handle this this last season i mean and it's, it's gonna like, be about I, race yeah, I mean, it's just like, can we? I don't know. Did, I just, we didn't need it. We didn't need it. We didn't need another story about Diana. Go read
1: what and yet yet real you two watched
2: it twice. I, Shut yeah, up. We did.
1: <laughs> I'm a theater person. We, we watched Bailey. it the first time, ironically. <laughs> we watched it the second time because we were waiting for you to be quippy and all that but you just got really solid once it started you i did so, it was really you sad you were you were pissed from the beginning like
2: because uh, it's same with greatest showman where the whole time i'm watching it i'm just kind of like losing little bits of my heart and soul yeah. like i i am like i'm sitting there just sort of being like oh this is what people think theater people want yeah. or or even worse uh, yeah this is what non-theater people do want, and that makes me scared for the future of theater, right? Is like,
0: this the Pete Buttigieg oh, of musical theater? No,
2: oh, stop. <laughs> you can't keep doing that. Lamez is already that. Can't here's keep the thing. You can't that. keep doing here's the thing. I I I honestly, yeah, I agree with like there is that little bit of Pete It's like if it gets somebody interested in musical theater, great. But if it gets somebody interested in musical theater because and they like this, yeah. then they're not gonna like the stuff I'm putting up. <laughs> right. You know right. what I mean? So Agreed. like Agreed. I don't know that I need that, but I get I think, it. I I think it's something that is also we talked about this um when we were watching it, is that there is a slightly there is a part of this that is genius of Netflix. Maybe they knew how bad this was gonna be. Or not even bad, maybe they knew how divisive it was gonna be, even if people were just going, we don't need this musical, this is offensive, or this is the best thing ever. It's sort of like them like keeping up the Dave Chappelle stuff. It's like they know it's making people watch it. You guys watched it twice. They because just it came was so out with bad. Tiger King too. They know that people want trash TV right now. You know yeah. what I mean. So it's sort of like. The beginning of Idiocracy, that movie where, like, they're like, and then someday, like, everything we're going to be watching is just people getting kicked in the nuts. Diana is a little bit just people getting (laughs) kicked in the nuts. We're headed that way, I'm going to be honest. I
1: certainly (laughs) felt like I was kicked in the nuts.
2: (laughs) You're exactly Um, right,
0: Enchantress Blufitz. uh... That is
2: my name today, Enchantress Blufitz. Um. Friends, do we have anything else we want to say? I don't want to keep no, talking. No, no I'm no sick way. of this. I, I got to get back love, to work. I kind of want to go masturbate. Bitch.
1: Yeah, same. Um, I just want to fall
2: asleep on the couch. Yeah, after you masturbate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. um, there's the uh, we do that we do that one segment that we forgot to do last time. It's the it's the L A spotlight. That's right, um, L A spotlight. So, uh, do you have any?
1: I don't have a lot right now. I think next week I'm going to do a big announcement about Sacred Fools, which will be totally self-indulgent. But it's also very exciting because we have a show coming up in the new year and we now have a cast and all that. And I'll I'll do some announcing next week. Sweet. But you, Bailey, are uh, involved with a show that's uh, now up and running.
2: Oh, that's true. Head Over Heels at the Pasadena Playhouse is still running. It closes December 12th. Uh, we are not extending. I don't believe. Um, so come get your tickets. Come see it. You two haven't seen it. You guys need to come no, see it. No, no, we we,
1: we we started conversations about one more coming. So we got to make it
2: happen. It's super fun. It stars Alaska Thunderfuck from RuPaul's Drag Race and Leah Delaria uh, from Orange Is the New Black, uh, um, plus George Salazar, Tiffany Man, Shanice Williams, and. Uh, uh, yorel and Freddie and all these people who are just like next level talent please come see oh and emily skeggs from fun home uh the uh tony award nominated emily skeggs of Mm. fun home fame um so yeah come check it out it's it's if nothing else a phenomenal 80 minutes of dancing to the go-go's so yeah you got anything siege
0: uh no all my stuff's coming up at the beginning of next year so I'll cool. we'll bring it up in...
2: later then yeah. um, thank you for joining us for another bonus episode of theater theater in stuff uh, Diana the musical a Bailey's pick I'm sorry uh, but I'm glad we got to talk about Sondheim a little bit maybe we'll bring him back up uh, on another episode just because I have a feeling yeah, we'll, this won't be we'll, a highly listened to episode yeah, <laughs> should, yeah. um, also I do once West Side Story is out I think we should go see it and do an sure. episode on it even if it's Scott ripping it to shreds I think it'll be a fun episode, um, especially because it's Westside, <sighs> yeah. It's Sondheim. If yeah. nothing else, Scott, you're gonna hear some good music. If nothing else, that's true. Else, that's true. It looks like it's, it's still be west Side.
0: pretty too, like a very pretty, pretty beautiful.
2: Uh, He's yeah. actually trying. I don't know. I think it's gonna be good. We'll see. Tony yes. Kushner, uh, um, it's Tony Kushner,
0: yeah. Steven Spielberg. go uh, ahead. Questions, so. comments. Did y'all watch <laughs> Diana? Uh, put your reviews of Diana in our reviews in the podcast. Don't do that. <laughs> the, don't
2: do. I don't want people reading the reviews of Diana. <laughs> you
0: can. Uh, you can email us. You can and you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Scott
1: thank you cj a big shout out to pamela quinn for writing our special in stuff bonus episode song theme song it's fantastic she contributes to every episode and we love her also a big shout out to ryan thomas johnson for writing our regular theme song which you're about to hear our theme song is better than your theme song it's true Yes. uh he also writes all of our stingers and he's an all-around great human being and finally to the great pulitzer prize winning playwright annie baker who writes every single one of our episodes but uh doesn't know it we she love you annie baker she knows she knows in her heart she knows in her soul one day annie baker you're going to be in los angeles and we're going to buy you a beer whatever yes, kind of beer yeah. you want
2: that's all beer I got. and a shot beer and
1: Boilermaker. a shot. maker
2: Boilermaker. Boilermaker. Yep uh thanks guys subscribe rate review we love you so much come back next week when we cover um, are we gonna start yeah
1: i think we start next week too i think we're
2: doing a two part episode on the entirety of the marvel cinematic universe we're going to be ranking all of the movies but we're also going to do a little bit of a performance review of the main People. Yes. Totally. Uh, the main Avengers. We're not going to go uh, outside of superpowers, I don't think. Unless we won't. I mean, we might talk a little bit of Stanley Tucci. We might talk a little bit of uh, Samuel L. Jackson. We might, you We're know, things Haley like that. Haley
1: Atwell.
2: Oh, Haley Atwell, of course. Of <laughs> course. The final shot of Endgame. We got we gotta <sighs> to talk go about Haley Atwell. Um, and then also, uh, CJ, if you're not caught up, it's totally cool, but we are going to be talking. Very vaguely about the the new Disney Plus shows, but we won't be ranking them or anything like that, which is fine. There's a lot of them. Uh, I don't recommend Loki, but it's fine. Um, No, it's good. It's the best one. It's not. But uh, I. Best one. We represent the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, the, the Lollipop, Lollipop Guild, Guild and, in the and in the name of the, the Lollipop, Lollipop
1: P-
0: Guild. Is this Cartman doing it? Happy Hanukkah, y'all.
1: Happy Chicken Coop Day. Later, everybody. <laughs>
2: The theater, the theater. Sing it out, Louis!
1: Theater, theater. To be or not to be.